Hey everybody, it's Brian from Union Underground, and you are watching CMS TV. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chris Aiken Presents. Me, Chris Aiken, Mr. Eric Ferentinos right there. And we are back. The country seems to be very fucking cold. Everybody is cold. I've I've even heard that it's cold out there. Is it cold out there, Eric? It is cold out here, Chris. And hello, by the way. Hi. Uh, <laughs> it is cold. You know, I, and I just saw uh, John Karabi post a, a photo he's on the road right now okay. with dead daisies and okay. it's a blizzard wherever he is it was like cars covered in snow um here it's dropped down to like the 30s man because regardless of what they say about oceanside with the temp general temperature is i'm like right on the water so you could right. just deduct about 10 to 15 degrees off of that so, so. i do assume the salt uh air and salt water keeps things from getting too icy over here sure Susan asked me about that. I didn't have an answer. Maybe you know uh, the difference of salt they use and and how salt reacts in a chemical way. Well, uh, yeah, snow. I mean, salt salt will prevent. I, I mean, obviously, for anybody that lives out there may not know this. Anybody that lives over here definitely knows this. First thing you do when it gets cold enough that that a driveway or whatever gets icy is you throw salt on the right on, and it and it melts right through the ice it cuts right through it so it's rock salt though that's salt that was taken from yeah. a mine or something right mm -hmm. but it's it's and, formed event it's formed and look at me dr aiken says or, mm -hmm. or professor aiken rather is gonna tell you um the salt itself comes from at some point in time being underwater right it's not it's not a natural it's not like granite you know, that's just sort of. It there. always was from the water, from the. Yeah, sun. it always comes from always the water. Was. So the salt mine was once an ocean mm -hmm. over there, Got and it. then it dries out and turns into salt. But um, you yes. the salt evaporates, or the water evaporates and leaves the salt. Basically, they market it differently, though. They're like rock salt, mm -hmm. sea salt, and then they yeah. do get different colors depending on the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. It's like all yeah. pinkish or something. I'm good with a good sea salt, by the way. Just on, I love on food. Salt. I'm yeah. a I'm a sea salt guy, not a regular salt guy. I like the sea mm -hmm. salt, which is good stuff. But but yeah, it's cold. Everybody's cold. Um, it's what is it here? It's as I started recording, which it's noon Eastern here in in Cleveland. Right. It is a whopping four. What? Four, dude. Uh, I'm sitting in here. I'm in my my office. Does not have like it has a heater in it, which you probably hear buzzing because I'm just not turning it off. Not hearing but, it. <laughs> oh, that's good. But I have a heater over there for the room. I have a heater, a space heater, right next to me that's burning the shit out of my leg. And all that being said, it is 47 degrees in this room right now. Wow, that's as hot <laughs> as you could get it. 
That's that's with it being on for a few hours because I came in here early and turned it on and it's 47 because it is so cold outside. Mm -hmm. But once the sun comes out, once the sun comes out here, the the coldness goes away for the most part. Uh, It's a little bit brisk outside, right? But as long as that sun's kicking, you know the sun's actually like closer in the wintertime. People don't Mm -hmm. always realize that, but it is. It's counterintuitive because you would think it's further away and that's why it's colder but but for some sure. reason it comes in closer and you can see, you can see that it's closer but as soon as that sun comes up i'm fine i'm opening the sliding door letting the cats out <laughs> which i i'll tell you i um lot, lots of things going on here too i, I last night we had a we had a, a birthday party for my mom it was uh andrea ferentino's okay. uh 76th birthday her birthday is actually on the 20th but I have to play some shows on the East Coast, which I'm very anxious about with the weather the way it is, because I know we're doing a lot of driving and what, what have sure. you. So I'm a little just going, uh. but um, I wanted to do something for my mom ahead of time. I don't want to miss her uh, birthday. So we threw a party last night That's uh, cool. at my place. Yep. I uh, cooked for her. I did. Um, she asked specifically for my pizza. Okay. That I make there the Eric pizzas that I do. She she wanted a a cheese pizza from her son. Um, I made a cheese pizza. I did like a Greek salad. I nice. had a or nice hors d'oeuvre tray with prosciutto and um, wow. you know mozzarella wraps. <laughs> had like some cool cracker uh, hors d'oeuvres I put out. Some different stuff like cream crack sesame cracker, cream cheese with like a, some cucumber. I had like cracker with uh, mozzarella cheese, some tomato, mint leaf. I tried to do it nice for her. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it was tough finding a gift for my mom. My mom's very difficult to shop for because I've gotten her jewelry, of course, in the past. But that lady has so much jewelry. She's amassed sure. in the last 76 <laughs> years. And it's just like, oh, I'll put it with the rest of it. Yeah. Some jewelry. Ah, good. Pile. Another necklace. Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean. And like she's gotten to the level of just giving me a gift card, you know what I mean? Like here's mm-hmm. your gift card, and then I, of course, almost got to the point of, well, here's your Amazon gift card right back to you. Right. <laughs> Keep handing <laughs> Let it me back. Let me gift this back to you. <laughs> Thank you for the birthday gift card. I will give to you on Christmas. That's right. <laughs> uh, right. So I, I'm a, I try to be original when possible, you know. So I just didn't feel good about that. So I was, I probably spent four or five hours between Kohl's and Walmart tells you how low end I am (laughs) by the stores. (laughs) But I walked, I clocked five miles on my health meter yesterday, just walking around these stores, looking for something for my mom. Nothing looked good. It was, it was either cheap looking or stupid. And most of the inexpensive stuff Walmart has, you could, it looks inexpensive. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I landed on a couple of, um, like not gnomes but like stuff you put in the garden because she has a pretty sick garden in her in her yard with a pool uh pond right a fish pond so i got like a pretty cool like angel like stone angel and then this okay. like kind of turtle guy that that um it's it collects sunlight in the day and then i guess he glows at night right and he he looked a little steampunkish Okay, and I just thought he might look cool out in her garden somewhere or not, but and one of the two would look good. And uh, then, of course, uh, everyone's heard about uh, my picks, and I'll get to that. I, I I gifted my first set of those, of course. Okay. But well, as I was shopping, I came across a Coles the a drone. You know the drones people 
people fly around. Yeah. And they this was like in the bargain bin. It was like uh it said 50% off bin and I looked at it, it was like a hundred dollar drone. I was looking at all the stuff it does, and I almost bought it. I almost bought right. it. But I knew I was going to Walmart after and I looked and I saw that Walmart was selling it for like 30 bucks less, but I didn't see that it was discontinued. And when I got to Walmart, they didn't have them and I, maybe I should have gotten it. But I'm bringing this up because I thought maybe our listeners could guide me on a good one to get that's not too much money. But I'm, I'm looking for one that checks all the boxes, has a camera, maybe HD or something, not, but has a range that, that I'm not going to worry about losing it. But here's where I'm going with this. I want to like film video hd video going off my patio over the ocean okay patching like surfers in the morning and like sunsets and just bitching stuff you know to boost up people do that i have seen yeah i've seen drones out there i mean they're kind of annoying because sometimes i've been walking and somebody's flying one right by my face and i'm like get get away from me i was thinking about getting a a bb gun to shoot any other drones around so i could like just be the only drone guy around right of course if you get a b to get a bb gun in california you probably have to provide 30 forms of id and wait a year but i don't know about that i mean they have an ample amount of them at wall at all the walmarts they even have the you, you've never seen a christmas story chris if, if you didn't know this everyone has never seen the movie a christmas I've never story seen it but there's a, a pivotal a pivotal scene in there with the Red Rider BB gun, uh, and they do sell the, the BB gun from that movie for very cheap. Actually, it's like thirty dollars or something. Okay. And it comes in the Christmas Story box. Right. I don't know what the range is on that. I'd probably need a more high powered BB gun or pellet gun. To, right. Uh, but I, yes, I do see some drones around. I'm not going to be out there doing it all day, and I'm not going to perv out with them or anything and be flying yeah. around people's you know units. I'm just looking for that that awesome shot. People love seeing the sunsets mm-hmm. from my house, sure, uh, the surfing, and I I can't get close enough with my phone. You know, my phone can't grasp how awesome it is to see these surfers go out in freezing cold weather. By the right. way, right? I don't know how they do it, man. I re- I could barely walk out on my patio, and these guys were like wet suiting it up barefoot. And they're like, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. There's there's nobody out there right now. There's a couple of fishermen, like people fishing off the uh, beach. Sure. And some some surfers that go out. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to get some drone footage to beef up um, my Facebook stuff. People might have noticed I'm doing a lot more video on Facebook because now I'm in professional mode. I'm trying to monetize that stuff, and so I'm oh, trying yeah. to get a certain amount of. Uh, views up there so i'm going to do this drone thing i think it's going to be awesome so anybody wants to point me in the direction of of one that works very well has a really good range doesn't break the bank uh let us know strong enough has to have a strong enough um i guess engine or whatever it would be that controls it so that it doesn't get sucked out by the the air current over the over the ocean either that's right that would be my concern is throw 500 dollars at one of these stupid things and have it just gets sucked out into the ocean by the by the wind. I don't know if I want to spend five hundred dollars on that. <laughs> well, they're, they're exp- I mean, are they are they? Exp- I, I I'm guessing. I don't know what they even cost. Are they less than that? Right. Now? This one said a hundred, and for some reason, it's okay. seeing it at Kohl's. I wasn't thinking it was going to be that good, but I thought as an introduction, if if it was in that fifty yeah. percent off bin that it was stuck in, I was like, well, for fifty bucks, I'm willing to gamble sure. to see if this works but however when i went it didn't say what the reduced price was on it and i had a feeling someone just stuck it there and when sure. i went up to that price checker thing where you go 
Luke, and it tells you it wasn't a hundred. It was on sale, but it was only it was on sale for seventy nine. Okay, and I was like, eh, not, it's not enough to sway me to do an impulse buy on this right, right at this moment. But it did plant the seed that oh my god, I'm totally the guy that should be doing this kind of footage. Right. Yeah. And I how know. easy. I, I thought. I thought they were way more expensive than that. I really did. Well, I thought that they were like that one might twelve hundred dollars. That one might suck, and um, you know that's why I'm kind of bringing it up, and that's why my intuition told me not to really get it. That, but to plant the seed that hey, look into this because there's probably one that's like maybe two hundred dollars. Sure. That that checks all those boxes. I don't need to go that far. I mean, I'm, I'm if I had to guess, like how far those surfers are from me, and maybe a football field. Okay. That's not um, so I, I don't know how many feet a football field is. Do well, you? Maybe 300. 300 feet? Yeah. 100 yards, yeah. three feet a yard. Okay. Well, there you go. See, Chris is the mathematician amongst us. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you've watched the CMS, you know that's true. I'm the, I'm the math major. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but um, I, I guess uh, the, the other big news uh, was the picks. The picks finally showed up. And yes. Drum roll, please. Ching! Let's put you on the, full screen. Wait a minute. Hang right. tight here. Let's get you to the full screen so that you can show people these picks. Hey. All right. I'm going to put these up here and so people can take a gander at that. I got to let it kind of get in. My green guitar is effing up the uh, the background a little pick, bit. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'll try to like kind of go like that. No, and that's then, even worse. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, on the back. It also has graphics as well, and have my nice. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Stephen's website, Jim Kachu. You can't see it on this side, but I've I've shown it before. That on the other side of these pics is my cool logo. Right. It's kind of like an Egyptian skull uh, sure. with a mohawk or whatever that looks pretty badass. And he he made that for me a, a while back, and I, it okay. was cool to finally have that on a legit pic. So you, Hell yeah. Woo! Those are nice, dude. Those are yeah. That's a real nice collection. Now, how much? How much is that? And how do I get? Well, it? it's funny, man, because talk about a botched rollout. <laughs> I had I try to be uh, on top of this in a real professional manner, and I, I've of mm -hmm. course had a Venmo for for years, and but I decided let me not do this incorrectly. Let me set up a business Venmo okay. for this, so I can generate a code. Like I wanted to put, it's going to be twenty five dollars to answer your okay. question. And that's going to include that's signed with shipping. Okay. Um, and I made the code, and I and I made this really cool business looking site that resembles this. I mean, so that when people go to it, it's it's basically the same as the packaging on there. Okay. Which is also similar to my Facebook, so they'll kind of know uh, that's me. And then I was just going to put the code up there, and I go, "This is going to be great." Well, uh, the pics came in; everything was looking good. I did get an email that first day I made it where they said, we've frozen your accounts for, oh. for some kind of uh, thing, uh, inconsistency or something. And basically, I think this had to do with, I didn't realize I didn't change my Venmo address, my, okay. my physical address for my old place to the Beach Mansion West. Okay. So on, when, on Wednesday, I, I had updated the address, updated a couple of things um, for tax purposes, and then they froze it immediately. They're like, of course. Oh. Now I'm like now I didn't really know that because unbeknownst to me the the site looked fine you know what okay. I mean like it looked like it was generating the code everything's you're like it's good to go after that I had even received an email oh you're you're we've 
verified your identity. Everything's great. I'm like, fine. I had Susan right before I released this unboxing video, I had her check to see if this thing worked. And I wanted to make sure people would be able to put an address and everything in there mm -hmm. uh, for me. So it's just kind of a t beta test, if you will. Right. She goes to do it and a, and a message comes up, uh, error, contact a person generating code. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not freaking good. Right. And the video, I had this video scheduled to go. I did a, a pretty cool like little unboxing that you probably saw in my, sure, I in saw my it. Uh, People love unboxing videos. Mm -hmm. you know I do so it with I a have... pinball PA every time we buy a new a new game. We definitely do an unboxing video. Yeah. I would watch that. I haven't seen one of the pinball PA ones yet. Yeah, we do we have one up there. If you find us on YouTube, is I think it's just YouTube Pinball PA. Uh, there's one up there for the um, Iron Maiden machine when we bought the Iron Maiden oh, okay. for twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my God! How some of the game's sick, right? Do you have it? Let's pull up yeah. some of the. Uh, let's find Let's it. watch the YouTube from it. Yeah, let's let's. You keep talking about that while I. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep uh, talking about I'll the picks. Well, you know, I was I was overwhelmed because man, what a bunch of re uh, great responses I got from it from people. I realized that I didn't get enough of these picks because from what I can tell. They're pretty much already gone from like people that were like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy one." And, uh, there was like a, a good amount of people that did that. I didn't make that man. I think I only made a hundred to start with because I was yeah. kind of testing the waters. Yeah, I saw and, that like, on on your Facebook. Like you you announced it, and immediately there's like fifty fucking comments. Where do I get it, man? Where do I get it? <laughs> I was I was a little surprised by that, uh, but they they were totally into it. I thought I would be have more interest at the shows which i know that i will because i don't usually go out to the meet and greets and this time i intended to go out there for a little bit because sure. i know those are out there and if people wanted me to sign it once they got it i would be there to do that that's what i was going to commit to do on this i'm thinking now maybe this is good that the code had a problem at first because i have to take off and i'm going to need these for the show i'm definitely going to be hitting pick guy back up who is right. the manufacturer of these i know they're stoked on this they he started following me he reposted some of my stuff on there so he's excited about it too so i'm going to be hitting him up to get some more yeah these are definitely probably under a few hundred that are going to be done in these because you know me i'll probably change it up or do something different for next sure. year so for these i don't know how many i'm ultimately going to do with the shows but uh it's reorder time already already and you've only had them for a couple of days so <laughs> so now here we go now back to the problem with um with venmo because it's a holiday weekend on oh. friday uh friday afternoon or evening when i went to go do this and realized there was there was a problem and i tried to talk to a specialist or try to get them to do it their bots or whatever mm. couldn't help me they're like you're gonna of need course. to talk to an actual specialist to unlock this to we yeah. your shit's frozen and, and we're closed monday <laughs> right we're the next business day they'll be available to reach out to you and i'm like right. oh my god it's mlk weekend um this is going to be tuesday what a botched rollout right i mean i really <laughs> would have had an amazing financial windfall this weekend had i been on top of things and if there's a continued problem well, well chris ake is gonna have to help me figure something else out yeah, we'll figure it out i mean we can dude you have a paypal account don't you i well i do the thing is paypal owns venmo and yeah. but i want to do this under a business name i don't want to like have my yeah. personal you know what i'm saying like i want to well, if you if you go personal they get your full everything you know what i mean like yeah. i i, I want to have some anonymity and i want to like have yeah, this yeah, set up under business that. i want the taxes to line mm -hmm. up you know what i mean because sure these these paid uh, platforms they tax you now you know what i mean you're gonna oh, get yeah. 
whatever I, it's i forgot what the k it has a k in it or whatever but whenever you get over 600 bucks sent from them oh, they're yeah, going to 1099k 1099k so yeah. i want to be able to easily just go yeah 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 whatever you know have it on there and, and it's all concise and i know yeah uh, well, we'll, we'll we'll work that out dude is bottom right. line is once once you have enough and that seems like that's the bigger problem once you have enough picks that right. we can sell them online we'll build something onto aiken chrisaiken.net and you know we'll sell them right there too if people want them you right. know, or people just go to the website and click a button and pick five of them if well, that's how many if you're, they want. Yeah, if, I mean, shit. I mean, we could do it that way. I mean, let's. What I was thinking, Chris, because we haven't really discussed this. I was going to call you, but it's been a nutty. Well, yeah, nutty yeah let's do it online. Thing. Let's do it on the show. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let's talk, let's talk about our business on the show. I'll give people an insight uh, into how we how we roll. Yeah. Um, but I I hope that they reach out to me and fix this so I could just do it as intended. And because yeah. there's fees involved, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, they take a very small percentage, but I think, you know, at the shows, these will be 20 bucks. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? The five bucks is this, that I included on there was just to cover my end. Yeah, getting it out to them shit, right? the bubble packaging which those aren't cheap the little mailers you know what i mean yeah, like, like three bucks a hit right or no two. they're they're not that bad they probably like when you get a a, a group of hundred of them it's probably cheaper right <laughs> it is it, it starts yeah. to drop to 70 cents or less per one but still yeah. that's that's all got to be covered in the taxes over the you know the item so that's just to kind of help a absorb that a little if right. you will and then at the shows as far as cash goes not everybody has a five you better just keep I think yeah. the other guys have merch they do, and they, they I don't think they wanted me doing anything for more than 20 bucks. You know, we're only to have like the band members can have one item right. at the merch booth. And these guys have done well, I have to say. Like, a Coogan sells a pair of sticks, uh, Monaco's got something he has there. Uh, Matt Thorne, our, of course, our bassist, he has a uh, get the funk back bass right. cd that he has out there that he goes and, and signs and he has some candies he puts out for people nice <laughs> he's his own sugar smack out there giving people <laughs> incentives to uh lose their teeth and get a cool bass cd <laughs> um nice. but uh i've not been there and, I, and then i kind of got got word that they do actually pretty well like adding some you know i'm sure that doing that helps take care of their other touring expenses like for yeah, me i just I forgot I didn't get my parking for this excursion of four gigs we have to do. I have to get like a week's worth of parking at Wally Park. Okay. Uh, so that costs you a, a bit. You know what I mean? Right, like, sure. So it's nice to, to be able to like get some of that back plus what you're spending out there on food and uh, and stuff. So I'm going to need Wi-Fi. I unfortunately have to fly southwest on this, on this thing. And like okay. – I'm not at the point status wise to get the free Wi-Fi with them. I'm I'm an A-lister, but I'm gonna have to pay eight bucks each each plane ride. There's Are you two kidding plane me? rides. Why uh, isn't that free in 2024? For fuck's sake. Well, that's that's how they get a lot of these folks. You know, they have a cheaper plane ticket. Frontier's the worst offender because they they have the cheapest ticket. You're like, oh, well, that's of course, let's get this, and then all of a sudden, right. oh, you're wearing shoes. Oh, we're gonna have to charge you fifty dollars for yeah, that. Exactly. Once, by the a soul time you get fee. The, yeah, your <laughs> luggage and the carry-on. Oh my god, you paid more than taking uh, you know, a Delta, mm-hmm. uh, the top tier Delta flight. Right. Um Southwest was always the, the best, especially for short flights under three hours. Um, 
you get two free bags for 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 everybody so right for the poor southwest is <laughs> the way sure. to go but uh yeah i want to be rolling with them which it's always uh, you know to be on a long flight on southwest which it's just general admission on those planes it's going to be rough man yeah, i'm going to definitely need some internet and so yeah, i'm going to no have shit. to pay for that so you know i have my expenses and taxes and stuff right. so this 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 does help and what's cool when i do these they they do go directly to me unlike when folks have enjoyed the music and the cds and you know sadly i don't see anything really from that i did for a little bit but it's like that that stuff becomes almost public domain if you will mm-hmm. after after a little bit so this is a cool way to just uh go yeah dude we dig you here we'll we'll they, they're just to, to support me in a, in a little way and get a cool little piece of rock memorabilia because i, I right. think i'm an official dude at this point yeah you i'd say I mean? you're 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 famous now man <laughs> uh so they, they get that signed 25 bucks it'll definitely there will be a platform for you to get this to have me mail it to you by tomorrow night that's that's right. a promise whether it's okay. venmo or chris will help me out and get something going and i'll mail yeah. it from here uh, so you can count on that in other news you i listened to the classic metal show for a good couple hours last night okay and you were you were dressed similarly but you had a hat on yeah because it was so cold but and i noticed this but you mentioned that you had started working out i have and I, that's and i could tell man i could tell you're already like kind of muscling yeah. up or just Buck, trimming down yeah well i'm I, i'll be honest i'm not doing it necessarily to you know i'm not that guy that worries at all about weight or any of that shit i really am not that vain i'm <laughs> you know but I, I just wanted to feel better, and I'm so busy. And this is the honest to God truth. I didn't really talk about it on CMS, but I'm so unbelievably busy that I can't be tired. And mm-hmm. because I'm a big fat tub of shit, mm-hmm. I get tired quicker. Right. You know, I lose my energy. Sure. So I, so I really have taken it upon myself, knowing that knowing that probably for the next six months anyway i'm going to be super busy between starving artists pinball pa uh me and billy morris are starting a new um a new venture a new and we'll talk about it at some point on the show but we're we're officially launching a brand new building that billy is building right the now. the asparagus for, brothers no asparagus. not that <laughs> but but no we're we're launching an actual official podcasting studio right. and recording studio like and an actual mm-hmm. musician recording studio together so i'm going to be busy building that and um of course i still have aiken it and of course i still have this show and of course i still have cms and I have a new book and you know i just have a, just an abundance of shit to where i can't be getting running out of gas at six o'clock i can't yeah. be and and that was starting to happen where i was working you know and i know for most people they're like jesus that's a lot you know 10 hours a day 10 yeah. hours a day is me usually getting started you know yeah. i usually work till like six o'clock and then i eat some dinner and then i work till midnight you know that's that's normally been my routine but lately i've just been getting more and more tired it's probably age and being a fat tub of shit and everything else Mm -hmm. but um yeah i i just decided that i i've been working i started working out lightly i don't know maybe three months ago after my shoulder healed because my shoulder hurt so much that i wanted to make sure i don't have that problem again 
So I started lightly with the weights, you know, and, and doing the yoga and whatever. And now I'm, um, I caught the bug a little bit and, yeah. and I like the fact that I've got a little more energy and a little more juice. Your color and, looks better. Even yeah. like you're getting better blood flow. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I, I don't, don't know, know, man. I don't know. Between that and this fucking beard, you know, I, I was out last night. Kelly hadn't seen me in a little while. And she's like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. What's up with you? Hey, Rip Van Winkle. What's up? Yeah. She was like, she was like, okay, Geico guy. Good for you. You know, <laughs> well, Santa, I would like a pony. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, well, well, as long as you come and sit on my lap, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what you want for Christmas. <laughs> what do we call it? I forgot. We had something we used with your name on the show for the Christmas Chris Kringle show. or Christopher Kringle or whatever. That was your thing. I had Chris, something Santa funny. Christ or something. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I have to say you inspired me. So I, when I was shopping for stuff for my mom yesterday at Walmart, move over, Abrola. Oh, look at you. Imrolia. Dude, you got some competition because... Uh, I'm gonna be like Abril in my way to success. Look at I'm you. Have, yeah, I gotta do something because I'm just feeling like my, my tummy's a little bloated. Like I'm not wearing my jeans right. You know what I mean? Right. You're going below the belly, which is making them sag in the butt area when these should be just pulled up easily, pulled up just an inch higher. You know sure. what I mean? And the problem is this little gut here is a problem. So I'm like, I need to finally start doing something with that. Dude, so, those ab rollers are hard. They're you could feel them working pretty quick, and they're they're a little tough on your back too. But I want to I want to be strong in those areas, you know. Yeah, so. they're tough on your shoulders too, because you got to kind of lock your shoulders into. There's planking things. I was looking yeah. at like the moves you can do with it. I I remember using one of these some years back, and it was actually something that a guy like me could do. That was kind of fun because when I have nothing to work with, it's a little boring, and I just mm -hmm. don't feel like doing it. Um, so this is something I could probably commit to doing, uh, like a chore or something. Oh, like just like right. vacuum. Oh, do the Avril or I got to be careful not to do it on the carpet because I think it'll probably mess up the carpet. Here <laughs> the same right place. through like, it, right? Oh yeah, like you know, f seven seventy thousand uh, rotations on the carpet that'll wear right. it out pretty quick. So I think I'm going to do that on the linole, on the floor of the kitchen or something. Right. It's funny they give you some like sex knee pads or whatever, so you don't. <laughs> some doggy style knee pads to work That's with perfect uh, so i'll just use those so yeah man you inspired me bro I, uh well good now i just have to get in shape that's the whole you know i mean you still i mean you you get the workout every weekend anyway because you go out there and fucking murder on stage and i'm sure that burns ten thousand calories every show that you play if you're not drinking too much, yeah, which uh, I, I've kind of abstained from alcohol for the most part for 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 some years now out there. Since right. Stephen has had quit drinking, I pretty much did too out there. So it's rare for me to to right. drink. So yeah, if we have like these four shows in a row, I'll probably lose a couple pounds. I do eat a lot of salty food out there, unfortunately. If they cook for us or something, I'm right. Gonna, you know, or if I have to buy something for myself, I'm still so frugal that I'll likely go to a fast food place. <laughs> you're like, hey, Burger King. <laughs> right. Burger King's the cheapest thing here. I'm not out here to spend money. I'm out here to make money. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the other thing, if there's anywhere, a lot of times there could be a Walmart that's in walking distance. I will walk to a Walmart and I will get a rotisserie chicken and I'll eat sure. that. And that's that's probably the healthiest thing I could I could do. I should probably not get the tortillas that I get with it because I usually get a bag of tortillas. And <laughs> that's a California thing. Right. 
but uh, yeah, just eating a chicken is probably the best way to go. And I will probably lose like five pounds. Collect. I, I figured out that I need I need to be down to about at least one seventy five, and I'm I'm pushing one ninety right now. So I need okay. to like bring that down. All my blood work I got back from my tests look really great, especially my cholesterol has plummeted to the point now right. that it's actually low. It's like a couple points yeah. lower than what the... So you can actually eat to. again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's great to know. But my glucose levels were still a little high. My mom was like, she knows all about this stuff because it's a hereditary sure. condition. That my heart disease is hereditary. She go, She has the same problem. My dad has the same thing. So they're able to kind of tell me from their experiences what to look for, what to look out for. Diabetes being what you got to look out for, which mm. my mom has. She actually has that now and has to like treat it. Not not super bad, but like once a week has to do some kind of shot and take some sure. medication. I don't want to do that. So I would like prefer to lose whatever that extra fat is that's causing that test to show. Yeah. A little high. I don't blame you. Nobody yeah. wants to fucking wake up and find their toes on the floor. You know, right until they, until they put their foot down. <laughs> you know? I got to give my body all the help it can. Like we we all have like thin veins and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like and everything, and they can get clogged. You know, I have yeah. stents and stuff now. I gotta, I, I, but I love to eat. That's the, that's the messed up part about it. And man, I cook so good. My mom was so stoked on her pizzas. I was stoked on the pizzas. I would love to have a pizza shop, man, or do something sure. like that. Would be well. Would then be you'd be then you would be on the other side of that cholesterol take. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, dude. Let's take a little break. Let's um, let's reset here. We're gonna um, we're gonna take a break, and we are gonna we're gonna go new school. You know what's funny is this is actually old school, but it feels new school to me and you. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have Brian Scott from uh, the the Union Underground on, which was a favorite. That album, Education and Rebellion. I could between that and Static X, I could not have played anything more than I did the that record in nice. like ninety nine, two thousand, whenever that record came out. I think it's ninety nine. Played the shit out of it. Love it. Well, they are coming back and they are touring. And I love this idea just because it's kind of cool to see the 2000s guys are starting to become the nostalgia acts, which to me is great. You know, it's I love seeing the 80s guys still out there and doing it, but I like seeing the next generation finally starting to come back. This tour is that, man. Listen to this lineup. It's Union Underground, Soil, Flaw, and Ra. Wow. Anybody that was into the metal in the ninety, like ninety, two thousand two, soil rules, man. They're, they're, My little halo is that the yeah. halo mm-hmm. band? Yeah, that was a great song. Was, told you, told you, my little. They, they were good. I seen them live before. That guy had—I don't know if they had the same guitar player, but he had a real crushing tone. I remember yeah. they just sounded. He, he's really good. same guy, Tim King. Yeah, Tim King. He was actually on the. By the time people see this, he was on the Seth show earlier today. Actually, what? how about that? But, um, yeah, so we're, um, but we're going to chat with, uh, Brian Scott, the singer of the union underground talking about this tour and why that band went away after one record. That band was like on the, they were on the rocket ship to be huge. They had a hit. That album was a hit. Then they ended up having the theme song for WWF, like for the show, not for like a wrestler. For the entire show, the theme was a Union Underground song. It's like winning the lottery. Yeah. And then they broke up. Right. Over right money, in, probably, right. right? Well, he'll tell us. 
you know, but uh, I mean, it was right in the middle of it and it, and they just stopped. So, uh, we'll catch up with him right now. So let's, uh, let's do this, take a quick break, play a little bit of union underground and we'll be back with Brian Scott of the union underground next right here on Chris Aiken presents. The internet has changed the game to where you don't need millions of dollars to own your own viable radio or TV station. A good concept and a great streaming platform are all you need. We've got that platform for you. I'll Get Drunk Noise is the best place to stream your very own online radio or TV station. We offer 24-7 scheduling, on-demand options, the ability to go live on your channels, and much, much more. Sell and plug in your own advertisements within your programming as you see fit. Our stations are fully licensed and legal. It's all here for you, so get started today. Just visit www.uncontrollednoise.com and let us know you are ready to broadcast. Uncontrolled Noise, your best place for online radio and television stations.
Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents. That, of course, was the Union Underground. Thanks to Brian Scott for checking in. And um, for you, Eric, as somebody that kind of, you know, I, I know you like that era of music, even though, even though it's it's taboo to talk about it when you're in a when you're in an '80s band. You know, I think you're supposed to hate that kind of music. <laughs> okay. But I know you were into that kind of music. I mean, for you to see it coming back the way it is does that do you like that because it it kind of reopens the that that style to to you know the newer kids that are coming up right uh no of course i i, I support it all love it all and i never think any bands should call should give it up if they're healthy enough to be out there playing and it's nostalgic it's it's scary when you when you consider that these bands are now classic rock or something it's, yeah. it's pretty bizarre to you know honestly because it doesn't even seem like that long ago that i saw soil play in texas yeah and the pantera guys were there at that show too walking around i remember um they, they were playing a bigger tour going on i'm trying to remember mm-hmm. uh exactly 2000 who was... that would have been what 2001 or two in that era it, yeah it so was that would have been the big tour for pantera that would have been reinventing the steel that would have been with slayer and morbid angel and uh static x right yeah i think I, this one honestly it was it was around that time but it was it was a different lineup it was uh the sepultura singer max it was oh, his other band Soulfly. Uh, Soulfly, okay. It was Soulfly playing Soil, wow, um, and I have a couple of other bands, but it was it was pretty cool. We were playing a smaller place, and they were playing a the playing a bigger event, and we were allowed to go over to that and check it out. It was nice. very cool. So all that stuff doesn't seem that old to me, but I guess it is getting old. Yeah, uh, well, Limp when, Biscuit, I mean, all th- those. Dude, when you think about it, that was twenty whatever years ago. <laughs> yeah, I had a scary thought uh now and i feel it's just funny to laugh at this because he doesn't he doesn't look nearly as old but he is older um i was thinking about obi-wan kenobi right right? (laughs) obi-wan kenobi alec guinness is the actor's name okay and i was i was asking uh siri how old he was during the filming of star wars yeah come to find out i don't know if you know how old i know how old he is do you know i have no idea is he alive is he no, alive? He died in he died in two thousand. Okay. Um, what if you if you had to guess from Obi Wan Kenobi from the Star Wars movies, how old would you have guessed that he was when they? You're talking original Obi, the not... original Star Wars from 1977. Oh wow, I would have guessed you know, he was Luke in his m- seeks him out mid sixties. That's that's actually pretty close. I see. I would have thought back then he was, you know, he looked to me like a, like my grandparents. He looked like he was in his seventies, <laughs> you know, back then. But it turns out when they were filming that, Alec Guinness was sixty-two <sighs> years old, which I feel is not that old to look that old. I feel like that's only seven years older than me. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, oh. that was, and then I, but then I thought about Steven, sixty-seven, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god. Pierce is five years older than Obi-Wan Kenobi was, <laughs> was filmed. And so for anybody who's ever made a comment that he doesn't look exactly the same, I mean, geez, he looks fantastic. There's nobody who has a grandparent that that, that looks as cool as Steven yeah, at exactly. that age. Where, and when you see pictures of Steven on stage, he puts the sunglasses on. That looks like the dude that you remember from 1984. Yeah, I mean, a little older. I mean, he does look right. a little older, but I mean, he's Certainly, still, but... he's probably, and I think I've said this before on the show, 
he's within 10 pounds of what he weighed in 1984. That's right. He's he's not he hasn't gained 40 pounds. No fucking way. You know, he he priced what I mean, if I had to guess and here, here we go guessing what a guy weighs, but what's he probably weigh? 150 pounds maybe? I don't know. Bit. Yeah, he can he's he's we're he's an inch or so uh shorter than me and he's you know, I I, I don't know. I, to to be honest, yeah. he he can wear like really small stuff like a right. small he could wear a small to medium shirt, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe a hundred forty, hundred forty. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> he's a he's a small guy, and he has. He's strong. He, like, he's always been really strong. Yeah. He has like he has these big, big Mike Knuckle well, mitts. <laughs> he's know, always like, been like a just a wiry man's man type of a dude. Yeah, like he'll come up to you like and put you on the yeah. arm like, hey, how's it going? Hey man, come here, I'm talking. Yeah. Hey, boom. Like, oh, hey, whoa, hey. It's funny because you know, for all these years all these years of seeing steven i don't think in my life now you you have a different perspective on this i'm positive but for me just as a fan guy i don't think i've seen five pictures in my lifetime of him not being rock star steven piercy right. and i i was absolutely like wow never seen this before he he put some pictures on his facebook um over the weekend, I guess him and um, Christy went to see the Sphere, the big Sphere thing oh, in Las yeah, Vegas, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. and and he was in a suit, like he was in not not oh, like yeah, a, yeah. not a tie or nothing, but he had like a, you know, like a, a black t-shirt the or black jeans shirt, and blazer, yeah, and, and a blazer on. I was like, yeah. I had to double take because I I don't think I can't remember a time that I didn't see Stephen Piercy in a leather vest or a. A ripped right. up rat t-shirt or it's hard for guys like us to look formal too like yeah. i hate when i gotta go to something and i have nothing to wear for it i remember one time i was this was probably humiliating experience uh one of the top of humiliating experiences of my life uh, there was a uh, a really great kid that i taught guitar to this was a long time ago and he was having a bar mitzvah and the whole reason i got hired uh was because they wanted him to learn Leonard Skinnerd, Sweet Home Alabama, to play with the wedding with with the bar mitzvah band that they were hiring. They wanted him to come up on stage and be able to play. And he didn't know anything right. about guitar, you know. So there there must have been a good like year, you know. We worked with just on this song, you right. know, together. Um, but it came time for the for the event. And I'm like, oh my! I remember back then I was I had way less money than I have today, and I. The only thing I had that with buttons on it was this uh, white shirt, which I I forgot was like a kind of a described as a waiter's shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and I had that, and like I put on like a black. I, I might have had some black dickies or you know something, and I and mm-hmm. I put this on to show up because this is a, a formal like event. I just didn't think it right, and when mm-hmm. I got there, I just looked like the help. And sure. in fact, people were coming up and asking me for a drink or asking me for stuff, <laughs> and I just felt like a freaking moron. Um, yeah. So now I'm I try to have some cool stuff to work with. Yeah. I've I've since you know I have an array of you know leather shoes, and if, if sure. some event comes up, but but I don't know. I've never I haven't been fit for like a suit in a long time. Mm-hmm. I still I'm still like freaked out from the first time I was ever fitted for a suit was which was back. I was probably like 12 years old. And there was a wedding or something I was uh, going to be involved in, and I had to get measured for a suit. And I wasn't warned that the guy was going to ask which way my dick goes. <laughs> All right. right. 
that day, right? They didn't tell me that was going to happen. And like that, that very freaked me out. I was always like already on high alert for pervs or like sure you know, anything at that point. So when he was like, so which way do you hang? I was like, what? Ugh. Excuse me? And, yeah. and he's explaining it to me and I was just horrified. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't even know, understand what he was talking about, but I, I to the right. <laughs> <laughs> In your mind, you were like, I'm going to punch this motherfucker if he touches I didn't. Me. I was like, I was like, should I run away right now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I didn't understand, but I guess they take that into consideration when they're like yeah. altering or they're making the the thing. So like, because um, definitely so, might... so the pants don't end up baggy. They don't. It's right. like you don't have a big old saggy bag in front of your dick. You know, they, they uh, fucking perhaps. customize it. They customize it so that it, it leans right so that probably so that you don't have right. like a well, yeah, so that you don't have a big dick print in your fucking pants as you're walking right. around the that's you're walking around a party. Right. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you want that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but, but not in a formal thing. No, no. It's a little <laughs> revealing. I know. Sometimes I have some pants like that. Yeah, my girl will be like, your D looks pretty good in that. You know, whatever, you know. Well, like, come yeah, unbox like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of packages, here's a yeah, package. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, normally you don't want people staring at them. Anyway. Right. You gotta you gotta hide the anaconda. You have to be modest <laughs> with it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh yeah, no, so whatever. Uh that freaked me out. So I, I've never since gone back. It's like, oh, another we're gonna have to go somewhere and talk about my wiener and mm. fit it, fit my wiener. I just for just like to go try to get something off the shelf. If I'm wearing jeans, I know what my size is, but when it comes to like stuff like that that's gonna sit no. higher up, I gotta get a little bit bigger waist. Sometimes that's a problem. Maybe I should get fitted for pants, but I'm more likely to wear a blazer and some stage pants. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, dude, dude, you know what? I, in a different, you know, obviously a different thing, but somewhat the same. The problem that I've run into at anything formal for me, and it's only in the last 10 years, is the hair. I can't. Oh, right. I get the weirdest looks because, you know, most of the people that I know, you know, are my age or close to my age that, that would invite me to something like a, a wedding or, you know, even recently recently i went to a funeral well you know i went to a funeral you have to dress appropriately to can't wear sweatpants and a t-shirt to a funeral well, you wear you, gotta, you can't wear a death metal shirt to a no to a death yeah i can't wear dying fetus to dying mom you know I, I can't do that but you know i had to wear like appropriate clothes and i put on the clothes and then i i fucking struggle with the hair because no matter what way i do the hair whether i you know pull it into a ponytail or here's the world's tiniest violin yeah i know it's a pain i, I know i, I don't want to hear about your stupid hair no problems, but dude. what i'm you saying think? is it never looks normal as an oh. older guy with long hair yeah. it always looks i either look like the stupid hippie that should give it up and cut his fucking hair or the guy that thinks he's a yuppie but isn't you have know you, have you explored the man bun I, I will never explore the man bun. You will not, dude. This is a true story. My friend Stephanie, who's you know one of my probably my best friend in the world. My friend Stephanie. Every time we go out anywhere, she's like fucking jealous of my hair, and she ends up putting it in like a man bun or pigtails <laughs> or whatever. She always right. gets her hands into my hair and is like pulling it into 
pigtails or there's there's a zillion yeah, there pictures of me looking yeah at... those that's cool though right that's like um the highlander or something right? yeah like putting it back it's almost like a, I'm, a, I'm a samurai maybe yeah. i've tried um, all that but i'm too fat for all that i don't look like a samurai i look like a sumo rai you know and it just <laughs> it, it doesn't work it doesn't you know i i've tried that look i've tried the chris jericho look where i pull it on the top you know pull it right. on the top and it falls kind of down I, i've tried them right all. That, yeah that's that makes sense well what, what are you doing now behind the, it's behind the it's ears just, i just have it pulled back if i take the headphones okay. off it's just kind of right. there but yeah you know it's, well it, it's well you so like the long. length you like i love that, it I, i'll never cut it again okay. I'll, I'll tell you that now i will never cut my hair again i have not there has not been a pair of scissors that have cut my hair since december 27th of 2012 i know the date because we were having a party here at my house and my friend john shaved my head into um um road warrior hawk style there's actually okay. pictures of me yeah. if, if people want to go to my facebook and look it up there's pictures of me with the face paint on the road warrior face paint and my head completely shaved and that was awesome. the last time any scissors cut my hair 12 years ago mm. so so you know I, I, but when i go to anything formal I can never look. I always get a bunch of weird looks because people always look at me as, like I said, the stoned out hippie that should give it up or the, um, you know, or if I, pull my hair, if I pull my hair back, I look like one of those fucking lawyers that, you know, aren't very good because they don't cut their hair to be businessy. <laughs> you know, you know, mm -hmm. those, you know, those lawyer types with the long hair and you just know they're not very good. So. You know, I, I, I can't win. They sound like a defense attorney or something. Yeah. Probably. My look has to be a hoodie or a t-shirt and sweats or shorts because the hair forces that, you know, right. I, I don't look, I never look good in anything with a collar on it. Anything. It always looks dumb. And, and God forbid, if I have to wear a tie, I look like a fucking idiot. I don't even know how to tie a tie. Oh, I definitely know how to tie it. I don't know. I've worn it I, for a good amount of years. I did a punk rock kind of thing where I would actually have to go have Steven tie it for me. <laughs> and then I, I would have to put it over my head and like, uh, it, but it wouldn't be fully like up to my neck. It would be kind of like uh, a punk right. rock kind of look where it's just kind of hanging. It, it was a bat tie. It had bats and bats nice. on it. And uh, there's <laughs> there was funny. another one I had had something else on it, but uh, and it was kind of an okay look for a while. But as I said, like after a couple of years, I like to change, you know, look a little different mm -hmm. for photos and eras of time. Well, right now you've got at least stage wise, you've got that fucking mean look now going. It's funny right. because I, you know, I know you and anybody that watches the show kind of knows your personality. The last thing you are is a mean guy. Yeah. But man, you get up on stage, especially when you're playing hard. You just look like, hey, don't get in my fucking way or you're going to get <laughs> murdered. You know, <laughs> that's kind of true to reality, though. I mean, people do uh, misjudge me a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, and I do prefer, for the most part, to be the guy you see on the show because it's pretty right. straightforward. That's pretty much who I am. I'm just a stony, happy guy. I likes to joke around and have fun and not take anything too serious. You know what I mean? But mm. there's a part of me that's been kicked around by this life. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> if over 50 years that. Ain't gonna take your shit, pal. Right. Well, yeah. and nor should you. I mean, honestly, why? Why would you? You know, there's no, there's no reason to do that. But 
Well, I'll tell you what, dude. I did have one thing I wanted to bring up of actual music type stuff. Since okay. we're just bullshitting about our lives today, I do have a musical thing, and I have a reason for bringing it up. Let me bring it onto the screen here. I don't know if you saw this or not, and this is old school. Roger Daltrey is basically okay. saying he's done with the Who. Like, and, wow. and admittedly, he's 79 years old. So, yeah. fair enough. If fair, I mean, he's been doing this since, what, 1963 or whatever. So. I love the Who. He's amazing, Roger Daltrey. Thank you, sir, mm -hmm. for a lifetime of music, you know, that you've given us, man. Sure. But uh, well, I, I feel the same way. Uh, I, I, I love him. I, we talked about this that Susan and I were going to go see the Who like about a year yeah. ago, and mm -hmm. I declined because I just didn't want to see the geriatric Who. Yeah, fake so, Who. Well, that's that's probably where he's at. He's like, well, I don't need to do this. Well, first of all, you know, Ent Whistle's gone, so Ent there's that. Whistle? Yeah, so there's that. He's not around anymore, and Roger doesn't like Pete. It's just that simple. Roger and Pete don't get along. Right. So to go out and be even in proximity of each other every day for a year, because the Who aren't the kind of band that can do three months. You know, there's so much interest in them that they've got to go to everywhere from bullshit Wisconsin to Bangladesh. You know, they have to play everywhere to do it and it's a big production and if you're doing it with somebody you don't like you wouldn't want to do that now here's oh. my question for you and and real quick before i ask you the question i too respect roger unbelievably not so much for his music i am not a big fan of the who per se i don't hate right. them mm -hmm. they're just one of those if i hear a song i generally listen to it if i hear a deep track i generally won't you know i'm, I'm one of those guys I, I like the hits i don't like much else that being said, I have the utmost respect for Roger Daltrey because of his work that he does with um, with uh, youth in um, in the cancer world, like right. um, you know. And when my kid was going through cancer, Roger showed up when he didn't have a gig or anything. He showed up at the hospital that my kid was at, which mm -hmm. you know, just just walking around, signing autographs, taking pictures, and admittedly, the kids probably didn't know who he was, but the parents sure as fuck did. You know, can you imagine you're going through the hardest thing of your life, and sure. Roger Daltrey walks in? That, hey, just wanted to say hi. That's a nice that's, distraction. That's yeah. I mean, that's an that's an amazing thing from a guy that doesn't need to do that. So, all kinds of respect for him. But now on to my question for you, with him saying that he's stepping away. You're obviously in a band that there's been hints, hints that are out there that might be that Stephen might want to wrap it up at some point. Right. So the question I have for you is, does that make you as the guy that's, you know, kind of presenting the music for Stephen to do his thing over, does that make you want to commit even more to steven to be even a better player than you've ever been before so that he goes out with a bang does oh it, yeah but but does it also make you start looking at your own personal stuff and saying well if this ends in two years i got to be ready to do my next band my next project my next thing right. so i got to start generating that which might take away from going a million percent into the 
the Piercy thing? Where does that leave you as the musician? And I'm not saying necessarily you, but any musician that is playing with a guy that's, you know, kind of hitting the other end of the inching toward retirement. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of a bummer when I think about that. You know what I mean? Because this has taken such a long chunk of my life playing Mm -hmm. in this band you know 23 so it's gonna probably end up being like a 25 year career with him but yeah i'm grateful for it i mean it's allowed me to have so many cool adventures you know what i mean and make so many friends that you know i forget about sometimes but obviously you know i put the pick thing up and they all come out of the woodwork you realize how many people you've known over the years and sure um that's all been great i i have um I have taken it more seriously over this last 20 something years. Uh, I started really investing in it a couple years back where I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go and buy those kind of more rat guitars. You know, I was sure. playing the Charvels with the whammy bars and I'll do things a little more, which maybe I should have done all along. But being that I was from the nineties, I was kind of a Les Paul guy. And, right. Um, and I just thought it was kind of punk rock to not do it the way they expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they are a lot of the fans, especially the guitar nerd ones, do really care about that. So I have in the last couple of years stepped it up. Um, we've added a lot more of the more c- complex songs, which have you know caused me to have to do my homework a little more. Sure. And then of course you have Johnny uh, Fingers Monaco over there. That's you know <laughs> the GIT graduate who right back when he was in the eighties go getting taught how to do this stuff by uh paul what's the paul guitarist paul um, Paul gilbert paul gilbert yeah. you know, i never had that you know what i mean i was just a kid who, just like most of the other ones from the 80s that mm-hmm. when i was 12 years when i was 15 excuse me in the late 80s and guitar magazine was coming out guitar for the practicing musician you just hope that there'd be one of the two songs transcribed in there in tablature would be a song you wanted to learn like uh, mm-hmm. fade to black for metallica that was the that was probably my favorite issue that ever right. came out of guitar for the practice musician was the one that had kirk hammett and james i think on the on the cover sure and it had the fade to black tab that was like so exciting as a kid and we basically our old school asses had to sit there and figure out the tablature nowadays kids have have actual teachers on youtube that can show sure. every song ever ever written um, but he he went to the school that was like very expensive to go to to, to, right. to learn, and he was he knew this stuff from way back then, I guess. So having him a part of this now, he's there to go. That's not how that goes, right? That's not right. And uh, <laughs> you know, so I have to. Shh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. even even the people that wrote the music get so far away from mm-hmm. what it was on record. I just saw a cool video with Tommy Shaw from Sticks. Yeah, uh, okay. Tommy sent, sent me a friend request. I mean, he's been a friend on my Facebook for, for a while. But he kind of explained that, you know, even with Sticks playing these songs for so many years, that he was getting away on guitar mm-hmm. from the way things actually were on, on the original sure. album. So he's had to go back and learn his own stuff a little closer because you just you take liberties over time and you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you're having fun. You start adding stuff and accentuating things. And next thing you know, after a decade or so, that song doesn't really sound much like the original anymore. Right. Well, you know, and, and a big part, dude, I, I joke about this with damn near every band that I interview. You guys are never satisfied. Never. And this is across the board. This is every musician I know. Right. Every one of you. You do something on on a record, and 
33 seconds after you you unbox the record you listen to it the first time you're like oh i fucked up that part or oh i wish i would have put a squeal here or a sound here an extra note here you guys all do it every single one of you and that's why it changes so much that's why that's why a tommy shaw i mean he's been playing you know renegade for 50 years and i guarantee you the way he plays it he has to push himself to play it the way that i know it right. because he doesn't know it that way anymore he sure. knows it 500 changes ago or right. no, you know now and the guitar changes. solos in a lot of rock bands you know we do with you know the, the bands that we played the shit out of their mm -hmm. records you do start to especially if they're a melodic player yeah and you could you know they had like a neil sean or somebody like that you're used mm -hmm. to hearing it that way and so you if they deviate from it you notice right away and you're like that's not as good as the one that we remember you know hearing. and they do well, kind of want to hear those a little more precise. for you for you as a player i'm guessing and tell me if i'm wrong on this that there's also a part of it that's a little bit of ease like and what i mean by that is you might change it a little bit because the way warren d martini played it just doesn't work with your hands you yeah, know possibly. definitely his, that's his hands happened. Are, and and i've got to imagine that that's difficult for you because you didn't write the song no, and you want you want to give the fans what they want pretty much there there's some things that i did take a few liberties on that i kind of like what i did a, a slightly better and i don't know if i'm gonna you know change it back to the album way mm -hmm. or what and he doesn't either you know he does a lot of his own thing sure but we, he and i are definitely two different people i mean we're built differently he's he's a tall dude he's tall and skinny he's got long mm -hmm. long skinny long fingers, fingers right i think he some of his stuff he did was more just to show that off you mm -hmm. know where he didn't have to do it that way um but but uh and a good example is on the um on the round and round solo uh just before it goes into the double lead um mm -hmm. the last thing he goes like that one he's he does it he stretches it on the same mm -hmm. string and does this but the way I, I I sling my guitar pretty low, and there's a more uh, chance that I'll screw that up. That my fingers okay. aren't as long as his. Right. And I gotta really reach to go 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 back, you know, on that one. Where if I just go up to the to the key of A uh, up there and just kind of mm -hmm. do it on the higher strings, I barely have to move at all. What's awesome about the guitar is like the same notes appear like throughout it. You're right. Not, it's not like when you're, you know, even on a piano, they do too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, if you have a full scale 88 keys, but on a guitar, they reappear there. They're, you can do things in a different spot and make it work. And, and guitarists all the time do that. They'll do something to do it a little different. Sometimes when um, you're doing a, an acoustic version of something, that always happens. You can't, you don't have enough frets to do the lead yeah. over there. So you kind of play a lower register of it. Um, How I kind of got a little lost there. No, that's okay because you took me to an interesting place, and there's a story. I'll put the story up on the on the screen as well here. Um, the other thing that that brings to me is how important is the guitar itself? I know the fingers are different, but to capture the sound, and and this is the example. Satriani is literally building a replica of Eddie Van Halen's classic guitar just so that he can play 
in this tour that he's doing and sound as close to Eddie Van Halen as he can. Now this is Steve Satriani. Right. This is top okay. what three ever? I, I saw this today and I have yeah. to weigh in on it. Yeah, please bit. do. Please you know, do. and for one, let me let me preface this by saying that Joe Satriani is an amazing guitar player, and he was definitely one of my influences. I wouldn't say it's a sure. top one or anything, but when his surfing with the alien thing came on, I forgot what year that was, but I was yeah. pretty young. I was 80s? Probably, it was the late 80s or something. I was probably only like 14 or 15 when that came out. And it was I love how melodic he is, mm -hmm. his tones he get. He is uh he he loves to uh you know, he's a boogie boogie kind of player sure That's 87 boogie, right? by the way 87 is when that came out I, oh, that was such a great year for me as a young kid learning guitar and just how sure. magical everything seemed at that time so he will he can't really do any wrong with me and i would never write him off over this fucking van halen fiasco um but right. this doesn't even make sense like having to build an amp to replicate with the technology we have today we've discussed this uh, they have Tone X and these things where he could literally go over to Wolfie's house and go put, he could scan whatever amp Ed has there, just put it into this box. And mm -hmm. then, because Ed, for one, has used probably 30 different amps over the albums. They, I don't know how many albums Van Halen did. Uh, like 10 or something? Career, at like least. 10, 11, yeah. At least 10. He probably used a different amp on every one of those. So mm -hmm. you almost, if you were really going to try to go true to form, you'd have to utilize today's technology to have a pedal board for each album that song came out of to like have it all for you there. Well, here, correct. Answer this question for me. And this is coming as a true guitar, stupid person. I'm looking at this picture right here, right? There's an Eddie Van Halen amp, right? It, right. Shouldn't that TV. sound like Eddie Van Halen? Yeah. But you had a good point you were driving at. I know what you were driving at. You're like, is yeah. the tone in your hands or is it in the amp? Yeah. And it's in it is in your hands. Okay. Um if you if you pick up Eddie Van Halen's guitar, or go to play it, you're not gonna sound like Eddie Van Halen. Right. You know, you could play through his amp. It is in it is in the hands. And I've I've had other people mention this too. And the same with the rat stuff. I mean, people try to play the rat music, and they, they usually you'll see them on a video playing along with it. Mm-hmm. Which is not the same as playing as you're no. the main thing they're hearing. Okay, they're two totally different sure. things. You can mimic to a point. Right. Like you can use the same guitar and you can use the exact same tunings and, and all the same gear, but it still is gonna come down to your hands just don't move. Even if it's a you know a hundredth of a centimeter movement, your hands are never gonna move exactly the same way as Warren D. Martinis. No, Joe Satriani's hands are never going to move exactly the same way as Eddie Van Halen's. It's just unless not you wanted possible. to devote your life, if you want to devote your life to to playing exactly like that guy, to where you're just a you're that guy, you're that guy's mm -hmm. stunt double. You know what I mean? But that's not me. I mean, I create so much different kinds of music and stuff. It would probably blow people's minds, you know, the yeah. styles and and things out there. But there's expectations of we we've discussed before like you know i've realized now working with steven they kind of expect a certain sound mm -hmm. uh from it and so the next so the next thing we do solo album wise will be probably more directed towards an early rat sound or something okay. like that um instead of trying to be experimental doing you know the led zeppelin sound <laughs> right <laughs> uh different goofy things we've we've tried um but uh yeah with the with the 
future, you know, winding down right now, I definitely want to go out with the bang. You know, when we did the the for the whiskey show, it was so important to me to sound to sound good that I like bought a whole new Splawn amp for that. Sure. Right. Uh, which which when I was in Walmart, another thing I did was get a, a, a cool little frame for this poster. Nice. Was, Look at um, that. This this was uh Jim Koch, one of the guy who did the I was talking about the picks. Yeah. Um he had these at the whiskey um the, the sold cool, out. Man. Right? That's cool, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I found but it was an awkward kind of shape, whatever the inches right. were on this. So I had to like I did find a frame for it. That's cool. Um, but for that gig, you know, I, it was important to me because I remember a year ago we played. I, I remember Brent Woods coming up, like I couldn't hear you, and then my amp <laughs> took a shit like at some right? point in the in the thing, and I had to plug into whatever the house gear was. Right. I was like, f that man! I threw down a lot of money to get this head and show up, and that was a good move. I'm glad I did that with the, uh, you know this is, with sincerity in my heart, sure, uh, because you know Scott Splaw was totally stoked on that. I mean, the show's kind of a um, became a kind of big thing. I, this one dude on YouTube, Vic something, has like a pretty yeah. good uh, viewing of it. That's where he was standing on top of the balcony. He's kind of yeah. I, I watched that guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and he had filmed like all the bands that played the whiskey that weekend. He has a, a Faster Pussycat one. He has an LA Guns one, and he has the the Piercy one. I mean, the LA Guns one had about three thousand views. Right. The Stephen Piercy one had like fifty three thousand views. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there's an interest in this. People, it has, you know, kudos to Jason for for recommending that we do this. Uh, Jason, sure. on that, uh, but it it has really sparked some excitement over this out of the cellar thing. Yeah. And, well, I um, told you last week, you better fucking bring it to Cleveland because I want to see it. I, Not yeah, even because I, I, I want to see you as much as I want to see that show. I want to. I yeah. actually want to see it. We'll be, we'll be doing it all year. I mean, it's it's turned into that to where we've gone from whatever that this was. <laughs> this shirt was a shirt that Stephen had, had given me that says uh, Stephen Piercy Sunset Strip Experience Nice Tour 2023 2024 quote little work shirt. Um, and he was really pushing for that. He really wanted to to recreate the Sunset Strip, and I, I you know it was a cool idea. I thought people would like that. And he was even talking about going as far as to bring some stuff to make it look like the the, the whiskey right. everywhere we went you know but it just wasn't catching on you know what right. i mean but so mm-hmm. now i think they're kind of like going with uh back in the cellar steve yeah. Bruce, he's, he's going back in the cellar folks he's winding down his career whatever mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to wind it down you know next week you know what i mean i i know the guy's going to play for a couple more years but he's in that that final mm-hmm. lap of most of these places were going. He might not be back there. Yeah. Well. So. Okay. I'll 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 say okay to that. He's one of those guys. If he don't play for six months, you're gonna get a phone call. <laughs> hey man, what do you think about you know? What do you think about getting it back together and just playing one or two shows? Next thing you know, you're back sure. on tour again. You know, which well, fine. I'm sure you don't care. I I would I would always be open to that. I mean, if if things changed into my life, if there was actually a point where I was so successful that I had to go, ah, I'd love to, Steve. I just can't do it right now. I mean, that would right. be amazing, actually, if things got sure. To, but he is he is very generous to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I always give give him precedence, and I've always like never really got involved in any other band. And as you know from my stories on the show, it's it's all a scam anyway. You know what I mean? All the young guitar mm-hmm. players out there, you'll get a chance to play for a known band, um, but you're going to get paid in compliments. And you yeah. know, 
<laughs> deli yeah, trays your, and baby here's your food. thirty dollars and a and a styrofoam um sandwich you know? right yeah <laughs> you, know? you you have to really like put in your time and, and be an asset to the band and make yourself mm-hmm. like irreplaceable and and somebody who contributes things you know what i mean right so, I mean, you got your top players out there, and over the years, I've I've realized there's not that many of them. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? The top hired guns. Sure. The pool is not that huge, and as some of these guys age out, they'd prefer to look for a younger person that can do that. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of like, uh, there's definitely younger kids out there that have a great sound that are going to go on to do some great things, but mm-hmm. kids' ears and tastes have changed over the years where the yeah. vintage sounds that we're used to aren't necessarily what they think sounds good mm-hmm. yeah well so, and, and it is and you're right about that pool too dude because i know we were talking about on the cms the other night um this is the weirdest thing i i don't care what anybody says this is just a weird combo and i know the guy is super fucking talented so i'm not right. trying to say that it's weird because he can't play the parts but seeing joel holkstra right join um uh except Mm-hmm. that just seems weird holkstra doesn't when i see that guy i think white snake or i think sure you know that type of stuff i don't see him in except right but again because this the pool is small of great guys that have a good look have a great talent and can play universally anything he's one right. of the few you know that he's going to show up and throw down and he's yeah. a professional in, in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, and they're going to pay for that. Yeah, of course. They're, yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking he's playing for $50 in a deli tray. I'm no, definitely not. Absolutely thinking that. not. He's <laughs> they're They're probably paying a, a big amount to make sure mm-hmm. that they uh, sound good and to have him out there. And I, you know, sure. I have a couple friends of mine that, you know, do that. Uh, you know, Robbie Crane's, you know, very successful, you know, from playing for mm-hmm. Warrant, you know, and Robbie's another one of those amazing guys who could play anything, man. Yeah. Anything on the yeah, bass. I mean, he's in it. what now? Black Star Riders and right. And every other band known to man. It seems like every time I turn around, here's another band and there's Robbie Crane on stage. So this is his life. It always has yeah. been. He's, he's, he loves it. And, mm-hmm. um, Sarzo's and guys, another guy, right. Rudy Sarzo, another guy that, you know, anybody needs a bass player there he is but even rudy i mean i i haven't followed him all along but has he kind of dipped out for a while didn't he He wasn't doing too much there he's uh, always been in something as long as i can remember whether it was right you know even in like the 2000s when you know when a lot of those guys weren't in their big their bigger bands anymore sarza was still in like blue oyster cult and stuff you know he was still out there he did like 10 years with blue oyster cult you know, so he was always right. sort of out there, you know, just maybe not the bands that we pay attention to, but he was still always, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Kulik, another guy, you know, after Kiss, a lot of people think he went away. Well, he didn't. He had Union. Then he was in Grand Funk and, you know, I mean, he's stayed it's, busy it's too. It's scary for a lot of these guys that have, have, have done this, contributed their whole lives to it. And then if, if something finally comes to an end you do have to consider what you're going to do yeah for uh for a living out of that you kind of asked me a little bit about that and i'm i'm excited for the future no matter what happens right you know what i mean and i love you i love that you gave me this opportunity to have oh, shit, a you've taken it over it's damn near eric farentino's presents at this no point. <laughs> you know <laughs> you were saying some things last night i was like was he getting mad at me or no um, like what what did i say last night Oh, it was something. Um, oh, oh, he 
he doesn't do any movies or interviews anymore though he doesn't want to be a broadcaster what no you- that's not what i said what i said was <laughs> that what i said was the honest to god truth and and i'll say it again here and you can tell me if i'm wrong but i said that you don't have time to yeah. learn all of the bands it, you know you were totally true and actually i thank you for that and, and believe me dude if i had an issue you know me i'd fucking say ah! hey i know <laughs> I'm, I'm very straightforward i mean my friends sure kinda don't always like that about me you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i'll tell them if there's an issue i'll try to be respectful word it nice at first or whatever um but my my issues are few and far between when i work with other people like you that are really motivated and stuff like there aren't really any issues you know what i mean no. we just want what's best and we just yeah. want to put in kind of equal work on it yeah and hope it becomes something great i mean the broadcasting thing like what is what does that mean is that like fishing like like casting for broads <laughs> hey <laughs> ow got one no um <laughs> i i i i like to what we're doing whatever this is if broadcasting means you have to interview people no that's not all i get i don't really yeah. care you know what i mean i just like us doing comedy talking shit just opening yeah. up our lives to everybody Mm-hmm. I mean, the interviewing thing is separate. <laughs> it's okay to be separate on that because, and, and, and you've told me this off, off, off show, and I'll bring it to the show. I don't, I don't care. We'll pull the curtain back. It's difficult when I know all of everything about the band and you're just sitting there looking at the camera. It is difficult. And I felt so like, what do I do yeah. back here? And, and then here, I've I'll gone just the sit other. here and I'll sit here and stare at the camera for 30 minutes while you talk. You know, that sucks. <laughs> or I'll sit there and start to, whatever I do. It's either it's either distracting or uncomfortable. <laughs> and and then Chris would be like, go your question. Like he, he was trying to train me to do this question thing. And it's, it's I'm not very good at it. And my and when I don't know anything about them. And my questions, if I'm trying to formulate something, I was hoping they, the, the the guest would say something that would spark a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you you had covered a lot of it, and it, it became awkward. I, I like what we're doing here. We're yeah, we're we're gonna kind of have an interview, and it'll probably allow us to interview more people because you'll be available whenever they are mm-hmm. to do it. They don't yeah, have to do exactly. it live. Mm-hmm. And you continue to do this, and the show kind of goes into this interview for a minute. You know, yeah. thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if it's somebody like not. I don't mean to sound like that, but I mean like we probably shouldn't, you know, put them out there for longer than fifteen minutes or something yeah. like that if they're not that known. You know what I mean? Or they don't have the pizzazz to keep people. You know, well, that's it. In. If they're if they're if they're a snore, I try to get out. That is that is very true. If they're right, if they're a sn- and that's even me just one on one. If they're if they're boring. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> now, if we if we get like a Ricky from Headbangers Ball, yeah, we'll talk uh, for a while. But you know, uh, he's he's amazing. Or you get Ron Keel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know these people. You know you're getting you're just going to be yeah. sucked into their whatever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's a different story. That's like a special episode when we get some of these guys that are sure. just you know really know how to do an interview and and have mm-hmm. a lot of energy and are excited to be there and stuff. Those those people you definitely want to give them a, even a whole hour. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Exactly. Well, speaking of giving people a whole hour, we've given them more than that at this point. So okay. let's wrap it up because um with the union thing, we're we're right at about time anyway. So let's do let me put the graphic on the screen that I have neglected for the entire show. There we go. Jesus, how oh, did yeah. I not have that up? And Eric, 
tell us where you're going to be because I understand right. you're out and about this week. I'm prepared now to tell you Here guys we where go. I'm going to be. I actually realized I'm flying Wednesday. Okay. Um, and I will be Thursday. We're going to be in Baltimore at Rams Head. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we're heading over to PA. We're going, we're going to be in Glenside, PA at the Keswick Theater on Friday the 19th. Then we head over to Uncaseville, Connecticut for the Mohegan Sun. Okay. Uh, where we're going to headline the 80s rock invasion. Okay. Uh, that's going to have uh, other bands. Vixen's going to be out there with us. And I think uh, Quiet Riot. And okay. oh, you know who's going to be is um, the other LA Guns. Oh, the Riley's LA Guns? The <laughs> Riley's LA Guns without Riley. Without which Riley. Be yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I guess they're opening the show or something okay. like that. Uh, so that should be good. But that's a full blown arena. That, nice. That, so that should be exciting. And that's on the third day, which is always good because it sucks to kind of fly out and go play an arena. Like you want a couple warm up shows to be like, right. yeah, full autopilot. Let's sure. do this. Um, and then on Sunday, we're going to be in Pachogue, New York at the uh, Pachogue Theater. Nice. And that's uh, Sunday, January 21st. Now, you and I, after the show, are going to have to uh, figure out what we're doing for for next monday we, we might have to do something a little in advance because okay. i'm gonna at the fly day for me so after the show you and i'll talk that's fine <clears throat> and that's what we got folks and uh that's that'll that's for the rest of this month and then chris aiken presents back as usual for the next few weeks and then uh, yep. middle of uh february we're gonna do the two nights with night ranger at the strat right. in nevada that'll so, be good. Yeah. well very good so Here's the real question that everybody wants to know as you do these East Coast shows. How many picks will be available on those four days so that people need to make sure that they buy them? Man, there, you know, as I said, this initial little test run I did, yeah. I'll be honest, I only, only made like 100 of these because I was just like, well, what if I'm stuck with a bunch of these or nobody really cares about it? And I go, oh, shit, did I miss you know what I mean? So I mm -hmm. think even today, after I wrap up the show, I'm going to have to uh, hit up uh, the pick guy sure. and get another will order you, going. Will you have five available for each show? Yeah, I, I mean, definitely for these four shows. Jason had told me it's good to give him about 10 per show. Okay. Uh, on average, as far as expectations for, for merch sales in general i mean he didn't really take into account out what a hot item these are <laughs> that's right but uh but anyways yeah i'm gonna i did i am gonna take at least like 50 of these out there okay. for the four shows and um probably not going to be taking the orders you know till tomorrow i'm not going to be able to ship them till sure. the following uh tuesday anyway uh but again we are going to be able to get a link do or die by tomorrow the link will be official where you can get these and as i said everyone who uh goes ahead and pays the 25 i'm gonna sign them okay send it out to you nice. and who knows maybe even give you a mention on the chris aiken show since it's not going to be that many of you because it's limited that's, edition that's right well very good man so bottom line is make sure you have an extra 25 bucks or 20 bucks in your pocket if you're going 20 to bucks show. at the show because i don't have to ship it or anything yeah. and pay taxes on it so that's yeah. the cheapest places to go go to the concert buy a ticket to the that's Stephen right. piercy show 
go get a meet and greet to meet Piercy. Get your picture with him. He'll sign anything you got if you get if you buy one of his meet and greets. I'll be in the general vicinity there. So if you right. if you buy this at the merch booth, at some point, as soon as I pack my guitar up, I'm going to run out there and um, kind of catch the people leaving the Piercy meet and greet. Right. And I'll be I'll, I'll be in that general area to, to meet you guys. Very good. Well, and as for me, I'll be where I always am here. Um, <laughs> uh, Wednesday, Seth Williams show, CMS on Saturday, and there'll be some form of Chris Aker Presents on Monday, I'm sure. So um, next week's uh, guest is a, is a new band that Eric would like to see 15 minutes of uh, called uh, Paralandra. Um, it's, it's like Hailstorm-ish type of a band. Okay. People are learning about that so we will introduce them and um me and you'll figure out some time to record and get that probably tomorrow i'd imagine so right. we'll get it that's, we'll what get it that's what i'm thinking we'll get it done and uh, but that's gonna do it because we are gonna be right up against the the time that i have to broadcast right. this shit so to broadcast chris, <laughs> that's right so for chris aiken presents i am chris aiken i'm eric ferentinos and we are gone see you folks